0: Hello and welcome to another great episode of the On The Radar Podcast. This is a podcast that features music and artists and studio performances from a Midwestern perspective. My name is Peapod. Thank you so much for joining us. Back here again, Bike Rack Records. Love this place. Love the guys. Mark and, uh, and Mike. And uh, I almost uh, for I almost was going to say Mark and Mark, but uh, they're already laughing at me. I'm already starting off at a great great level that's okay that's all right this is what we do here on this podcast if you're just joining us or is it your first time listening hey we appreciate you taking some time out and speak with me very excited uh for this act he's from the the cleveland area and uh it was always uh, always a little fun i it, it, when he called me when he got in it, it said uh, on my phone willoughby hills which i have family out in the in the willoughby area so like i thought it was really cool i thought like nobody I knew knew where Willoughby Hills was, but um, all that aside, um, this guy is—it's uh, under the project name of Cultures, and uh, we have the the man behind it, Justin Miller. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. Good. Happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking some truck the truck out two and a half hours. Hopefully the drive was okay. Not too bad. Straightforward
1: through the construction. Yeah. And we got here.
0: It's it's at, it's that time of year. It's not just hot, but it's also a bunch of construction. The orange cones is far as the eye can see.
1: Yeah. Yes. I, it was. It was fine. I had a good podcast to listen to. Well, that's good. Hopefully, it's not it ours. a lot like this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good. We uh, uh, get get them get them situated, and you had great company. You're, you're traveling with a with uh with a girlfriend, so that's always fun. She's
1: here. Yes. Supporting always. Yes. That's my, always nice. My creative director.
0: I always. I always. Uh, that's always good. And she's gonna she snap some photos. If you hear some little clicking in the background, don't worry about it. it. It's,
1: it's mainly photos of you. Yes.
0: Cool. Yeah. So that's hope fine. you don't mind. No, that's fine. I need more photos. Just get it, get it from the this side, the right side. I that, don't have a hole in my facial hair on the left side. That so is your good right. side. That is my good side. Thank you. I appreciate that. In in theory, every side is my good side. Eight. Yeah. Anyway, depends who asks. Yes. <laughs> According to my wife, it's every side. So I think that's pretty good. That's good. So that's all right. <laughs> oh, it's 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 already uh, this is already going to be a lot of fun. So um, tell me just kind of a little bit about yourself. You're a cleveland Are you a Cleveland native? Are you already have you lived in Ohio in the Midwest all your life? Are you a transplant?
1: I am a Cleveland native. You are I've a Cleveland I've been native. in the general area since I was born. Okay. Um, now I'm on the west side and uh, built up a home studio there about five years ago. And yeah, it's, you know, I built up all my relationships in music network and beyond in Cleveland. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to, uh, you know, make the most of it, stick it out.
0: And it's really cool to, uh, because I've heard so many stories about the Cleveland scene. The Cleveland is always. Busting out with lots of great artists and music, and of course, obviously the the home of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's Cleveland. Cleveland does indeed rock, as the, as the kids say. Uh, but um, tell me a little bit about your experiences when it comes to the music scene in Cleveland. Um, you know, starting a brand new project and. Have you always been involved in music? Are you still new to the music world Have you just done stuff like on the side and then you now come into the forefront what's your what's your musical journey
1: right yeah I mean I've been um a musician at, in one way or another since I was you know very young. I started my first band when I was twelve mm-hmm. um and then I've sort of worked um with a whole bunch of different people throughout the years throughout high school college beyond um And I've always done a, you know, I went to school for business and I took that path, but at the same time was working on music in the background. And then as time goes on and on, I've just, my knack for songwriting just keeps, you know, getting stronger and stronger, I think. And so I spend more and more time with it. And over the last couple of years, I've sort of decided to take the jump and go full steam. Um, with this new project
0: why what were you doing like the back end like before you started doing solo stuff where you like a support person where you like a a, a engineer what what was it uh, to the point from going from the background to the foreground
1: um the biggest thing was working on developing my voice and learning to write for my own voice and i was working on another project in 2015 with another (laughs) cleveland group named polars okay and i think i've heard of them yeah, we, we played a, around a bunch and released two records. Um, and I was co-writing with a, a good friend of mine there, um, but he was the lead vocalist, and I sort of was learning and working for, towards his voice, and it was a bigger um, collaborative effort. Um, mm-hmm. So I was doing that, and then as time went on, I just, again, it came, came back to the songwriting. Like The more iterations I went through, the more I learned how to produce music, how to kind of touch all elements of it. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, it was just a guitar player. Um, Back in the day, my first band was just playing guitar, writing guitar riffs. Um, And then you slowly pick up, I picked up the piano, picked up the drums, picked up singing, uh, and then production, engineering came, built up the studio. So it was like a very step-by-step process from one instrument to a full scope, where I felt like I could handle, you know, all the facets uh, of of a project like this.
0: Was that was this something like you, you just you didn't want it to be pigeonholed this, as one thing? Did you want to just like learn all aspects so you can be like uh, a, a person that you can that people can like depend on for like a studio session or like backup or t- touring? Or was it just like purely like I love music so much I want to do and learn all of the things?
1: Um, it was really to serve the song writing and song creation process it wasn't playing drums sounds fun or keys sounds fun it's i have an idea developing in my head and i need to get it you know into the world one way or another and so i could either coordinate and wait a couple weeks to try to get another player instrumentalist in the room or then like try to explain Mm -hmm. in english language Mm -hmm. what the sound is or i could learn, you know, develop the tools to help express these ideas, um, you know, more naturally and intuitively. Um, and so basically whatever hole or sticking point I found in the sound creation process, I sort of try to fix that by, you know, you know, picking up another sort of skill or whatnot.
0: Yeah, because the the only person that can understand what you're thinking is you. So it makes perfect sense for you to learn all the other parts. But it's kind of incredible that you've already, you know, you've got to the point that you know how to play guitar and play drums and sing. And you have all of these ideas that you can literally just build up your whole a band's worth and multiple people worth of of stuff in one person.
1: Yeah, it's... I'm incredibly passionate about it. It it doesn't really even seem like I am, it doesn't seem like work or whatnot. It's just what I love doing every day. So it kind of came naturally, but it definitely helps a lot taking like such abstract ideas, like which songs are in the beginning, and then, you know, flushing them out. It it helps, And, and I've been able to grow by... Getting through a whole idea in a, in a day or a weekend, rather than like having to sit on things for for too long. So mm-hmm. the number of songs that I've, I've released is still not huge, but the number that I've sort of started and worked through is is huge, and I you know it just keeps keeps going. So
0: it's kind of it's kind of crazy. was, was there like a moment? I mean, you you spoke about like you know you, you did a lot of the learning of the other instruments and everything, just because of you know you want to just express it the best way you can from your own mind without any kind of filters, any kind of other purviews, whether they can help or hinder what it is. You it's still your one consistent thought, but was there like a moment for you itself when you decided I want to pursue music? Was there like an artist? Was there a moment? Was it just always around you? Things of that nature?
1: Um kind of yeah. I had you know, I had been working on music and had always known from like, like a young age like this would be awesome you know of course I want to play music that sounds great but then there's there's that and then there's actually taking it serious and pursuing it and identifying as a musician mm-hmm. first and foremost and so I was at a I was at Bonnaroo Music Festival All right, nice. um I think in 2012 probably and I was with a ton of friends and it was, it's just an amazing place with mm-hmm. so many great bands and artists of, of all sorts. And I was there and we had like an incredible weekend and I just saw, you know, you know, so many amazing shows. And I was kind of standing there and I was like, this is, I, I want to be on the stage one day, you know, this is what I need to do. And so after that trip, we took the RV back, back home and that's when i started building my my home studio because i i had been working in like using my my college degree basically to just kind of get by for a while and was kind of tinkering but at that point i was like okay let me start you know building out a space and kind of i guess that was kind of day one after Mm -hmm. after that
0: what was your degree
1: it's in accounting oh so, so completely different from what you It know. has nothing to do with <laughs> being an artist. It's quite I, the opposite.
0: I kind of actually love stories like that because uh, you know I originally uh, you know I originally went into school for college for engineering because I was like I, I like computers uh, maybe I could do engineering. Almost failed out of college. Joined the uh, University of Toledo radio station and then I got into radio and you know graduated communications. Uh, and then even went back to school for a hot minute at Spex Howard Broadcasting School up in uh, Westfield, Michigan and learning all that realm and everything. And now recently it's it, it, I left it to pursue another form of communication with uh, mm-hmm. you know doing marketing work and print marketing and mail marketing and things like that. So it's like in the same realm, but like a little bit different, but I'm sort of still using my degree. I mean I'm still communicating, yeah. which you know helps for a podcast and and stuff like that, right? Yeah. I, I feel like that's uh
1: it set you up for success.
0: It, it, somehow, it, 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 somehow. That's it's, 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 it's all right. Are you a yeah. are you a full time uh working musician or you're you're not at that stage yet? Do you want to be at that stage?
1: Um for the last almost year I've taken like a hiatus from all other type of work to just um kind of explore this process as much as possible wow. to get the record you know ready for its final release and then i've been i have a, another 15 or 20 tracks that i've um, demoed for a second record that i'm gonna start production on um, in the fall so I've, I've used this time to sort of build up um learn a lot of different things about the the industry and sort of kind of prepare myself and then until you can make it a, a viable you know career path in music there's other work on the side that i'll i'll keep doing as needed essentially mm-hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. everybody has those like those side gig jobs the nine-to-fives but you know still music is like a forefront to the point that you could actually be a working musician in some sorts
1: yeah in the beginning i was i was putting in 50 plus hours a week doing like other work Mm -hmm. and that's not sustainable i don't think to to pull off like a full percent of music so you cut that down in like half and and get by it's still shows a commitment to you know what you're what you're really working for and it's tough to get in a creative headspace if you're bogged down in you know technical work mm-hmm. all day and, and whatnot so striking a balance i feel like it's huge for anyone in a creative space
0: i i i can i can sense that i wanted to uh I, I like the the world I was I I was li- I like the world that I was in when when it came to radio and some of the creative stuff and entertaining people and building a, a story without people understanding who you are and what you look like and things like that. It's all about the message, about the voices, how you carry yourself, which is always good. But it was just like the process and the and the hoops and the management and all the red tape and all the bullshit that just like it it just wasn't. The, the cre- even if you could be in an industry that you could be creative, it still felt like work and it, mm-hmm. it was terrible. Even even doing some of the podcasting stuff like that, sometimes it did still feel like work because it was other outside forces. And now, getting to the point where like my side stuff, whether it's here or I, I started doing um pro wrestling work uh with like commentary work and some of their mm-hmm. and some other side media to help promote that, and then also doing marketing in a different field which is more about vision and looks and communication it's a cool balance in that realm uh, as as well but I I feel like now more than ever I feel like I'm even I'm more creative and I feel less pressured to to be in a place where I'm not mentally and emotionally healthy yet so it's nice to see in here that you know there's a lot of people and I I think this is why the silver lining of the pandemic was was uh, a good thing I mean, pandemic <laughs> and good thing is not really a phrase that we really should. But it, it, it's come to a par- part where people are realizing what's important. And mm-hmm. and if you take a lot of the parts away that just felt like the, the day-to-day work and you got to concentrate on things you you liked and enjoyed and the people and the places and things you really enjoyed, you you now make that a priority.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It gives you a chance to really reflect and you know, figure out what's really authentic to you and what makes you feel, you know, at peace, what makes you feel motivated, excited. And if you can combine your career with, you know, those types of emotions and feelings that you're in a great place, it's pretty rare. Most Mm -hmm. people have, you know, might work their whole 40 year career or more and never get there. But in spaces like these, I think that's why it's so attractive to be pursuing, you know, something where you get to, you know, be expressive on on a daily basis. Mm -hmm.
0: And that's the beautiful. Thing. And then also offering a platform, whether it's you know engineering by like the guys that hear at bike rack, or you know this podcast, or just anything else to to showcase these types of people that want to get that creative uh, juices to flow, the 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 creativeness out to more people. Whether it's connected through audiences, whether it's just one more one more listen or 10,000 more listens, you know, it, it's important for those people and those connections and everybody as well. It's all this creative space to, to support each other.
1: Yeah, without these guys uh, and people like them, like, you know, musicians are kind of just going to be holed up in a room and, and you can that can be rewarding, but you got to reach the people one way or another. And mm-hmm. so this is, you know, this is what it's all about. It is a full community effort and, you know, audiences out there sort of. I think I appreciate that and it's crazy how much goes on behind the scenes to make everything happen. It
0: really is. I I I couldn't even begin to understand or or realize and see like all the equipment and engineering and you know sound and the just the, the levels and you're in the everything just like the mixing the mastering everything. I rather Handed off that work to someone that knows it more, has, is more passionate about that end mm-hmm. than, you know, let me bring in the people what I'm pretty good at is schmoozing and talking with people and bringing, bringing people together. And that's that's what I enjoy. So I think that's,
1: yeah. that's pretty rad. If we all stay in our lanes, then, you know, we can all do our, our best mm-hmm. work.
0: You have to cross the stream somehow.
1: Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Teamwork.
2: You said.
0: tell me a little bit about then putting out cultures cultures with a k correct because you know with the c's C's are old news i know c's are totally 2020 yeah i'm over it (laughs) i'm over it but tell me a little bit about the idea of putting together cultures the idea that you have all this music you're ready to just you know put it out there why this style of music, this kind of like, kind of soft rock in a sense, is soft indie, multi-instrument, you know, a little bit of bluesy, a little bit of jazz, a little bit here, a little bit there. Um, mm-hmm. You, you decided to go this route of music.
1: Yeah, that is a, um, that's a good question. And it's something I think about and continue thinking about all the time. Um, I... I sort of demo all sorts of different genres of music at home. I have like a very pop-forward streak and also a very more ethereal Radiohead inspired influences and I've I've attempted multiple avenues and just, you know, just listen back to the to the demos on my own and sort of kind of just kind of trying to feel out what feels the most authentic and most natural for me to create right now at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. Working, um, you know, in the format that I am currently, um, where most of the ideas originate, you know, from me, I have, you know, certain types of music kind of come more natural in that sense. If you're sitting down from square one with a group of musicians in the room, you're probably going to get a different sound than mm-hmm. you are um, doing it this way. So part of it just comes naturally. And then, Um, It really is which what types of songs do I feel comfortable listening back to myself and still enjoy? Um, And so this is where where I landed with this release and I feel like every iteration going forward will continue to expand and I'm going to continue introducing new new sounds and you you sort of just see the world differently as each, you know, year or release goes happens, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. and so it's interesting and With with cultures, I basically the name came from like I got a lot of uh, crap from friends for like not going on vacations and not taking trips and doing things because I was always just working on music and songwriting. Or Mm -hmm. people would come over to have a party like at my house sometimes, and I would be in the basement working on (laughs) a beat for like the first hour, and they're like there's 20 people upstairs right. like where is where's this guy right um but so and I so I took the position of like I'm going to see the world and um you know experience like culture through right. music I do in a sense now already through collaborations with so many amazing people just in this area but as things expand you get that opportunity to travel and sort of extend your view of things, um, but it's a sort of order of operations thing. I'm putting the focus on music now in, in my earlier stages. Mm-hmm. Did,
0: have you, like, gotten the, the opportunity to travel outside of the realm? Or, I mean, obviously not right now because it's still a, a little dicey, but, like, beforehand, did you have the opportunity to, like, visit other places outside of the, the Midwest? Anything like that?
1: Um, well, with this project specifically, like... The pandemic hit essentially right when I had like right. my mixes ready to go, so I've had um, haven't been able to do much with that. And previously, it's sort of been more of a, a local process, and mm-hmm. so it's still a uh, it's still a bit of a future-looking sort of thing. And it, I'm sort of view- viewing it as a it's motivational or sort of something that inspires me to keep working because I see, you know, the upside to making a project like this work beyond just the fulfillment from, like, the songwriting thing, it it brings some so many other factors. So if anyone wants to call me from, like, California, I'm happy to fly out <laughs> or, you know, wherever. Get this guy
0: some, some frequent flyer arrivals. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready. Is there a place that you actually want to, like, explore more? Is there, like, a music, like, you know, everybody talks maybe about, like, you know, Nashville for country or West Coast, for, uh, L.A. for stuff, for music, maybe international. Is there a spot that you feel, like, people wouldn't expect to check out is there a, is there a bucket list
1: um I honestly there's no like hub or place that I sort of look to as like like the music center for me I think um just getting a, a wider you know experience from all the different scenes there are um from Nashville to New York to Seattle to other spots in the Midwest mm-hmm. um you know boney Bear is one of my favorite um bon Iver? Yeah, projects, and they're up in, like, Eau Claire, Wisconsin. So mm-hmm. I went up there for, like, a music festival, and there's sort of just, like, a, a peaceful vibe there, at least the, the way they set it up. So you, I really um, think about, like, hopefully collaborating with different individuals wherever they might be, um, not really city-focused, but just creative-focused. Mm-hmm.
0: Tell me about, then, uh, this, uh, just uh, fairly recently, you just released uh, your debut uh, self-titled album uh, eight tracks I believe right correct um, it, self-titled cultures tell me a little bit about uh, developing these album th- this album
1: yeah it so it's I really I was working on other projects like I said and I didn't really have a game plan when I started writing the music I was just writing a bunch and essentially I was exploring this uh, long distance relationship at the time. Um, from Cleveland to Chicago, and I had a lot of time, you know, t- driving back and forth, and a lot of a lot of time to myself, and so a lot of n- new songs were sort of popping up from that that were kind of interconnected. Um, you know, there were these themes of, you know, pursuing something that you're passionate about, which applied to the musical journey and also just other facets of life, mm-hmm. and so I started collecting these these songs that kind of made sense. Um, and then ultimately realized like I needed a, a, an outlet or a platform to start getting things going. So sort of uh, had these ideas together, and then, like I mentioned, I have um, collaboration is one of my, the, my favorite parts about being an artist. So there's a, um, an orchestral player in the Cleveland area named Etienne Massacotte who I've worked with for a long time, and he's a primarily a trumpet player, but he comes in and helps with orchestration, um, and, like, fleshing out um, different parts and some key stuff. And then, you know, started reaching out to other people in my network. Um, and then when we do the studio stuff, I, I I try to bring in, like, professional players for, like, drums and any type of, like, wind instrument or anything like that that isn't in my wheelhouse, um, plus just, like, guest vocals and, like, backing stuff. So just started, you know, reaching out to the network, bringing things together, and then it kind of just when you're working on it daily, it just kind of comes together and then it was like, all right, we're we're ready to go.
0: Yeah. That was the one thing that I really uh, enjoyed about some of the story about cultures is like the, the idea of just like, and you put it like straight up on the website, just like collaboration. It's just like, this is, while my ideas, I'd love to have other people that can play an instrument that maybe not be my forte or it could work better for this. Um, who are some of the players that helped develop for cultures? I know you spoke with some, well, one person with the, uh, the orchestral, but anybody else specific that you want to highlight that you thought they did a great job?
1: Um, another key influence was from Aaron Hill, who's, our, who's a drummer. Um, I think he's based out of Mansfield. Um, So he took the trek up to Cleveland, we did a a demo session at the house, and then he came back up for the studio, and he's just an amazing drummer who, like, he plays on all sorts of projects, but he's light years, infinitely better than me at the drums, Um, and so I give him an idea, I have a a demo version, um, which gets across the point, but then just the touch and, like, the relationship that he has with that instrument just kind of elevates things to a new level and so I get those drum tracks and then I get to go rebuild on top of those and it's really inspiring to hear like uh, uh, the uplift that comes from someone who's you know so so talented and so in tune with what they're doing so that was one of my favorite he's one of my favorite you know people to work with
0: I love it. I love it. Um, tell me about a little bit of the the ideas in cultures. A lot of the songwriting. What were you trying to hit for this? You know, debut album is could be very daunting. You know, maybe the, the song material. I mean, you spoke about like having whole mess of other, uh, music and uh, everything beforehand. You know, mm-hmm. uh, of ne- next stu- set of stuff. What 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 were the ideas behind like this debut? These songs. These feelings. What where were you at?
1: Yeah. Um, so these these songs all kind of popped out of the same time frame, um, and it was really a I was in a bit of a transition period um, where you know re- reflecting on am I going to pursue music? Am I going to you know find a relationship or build a relationship with someone? Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of this like in a holding pattern, and so it was kind of just more introspective writing on, you know, trusting the path that you might be on or finding the path that you should be on. And also, you know, questioning like why, why certain things in life might take so long mm-hmm. um, to, to come to fruition, um, finding peace with that. Um, and then, so, and then within that there are some just more personal, um, you know, moments that, that come through based on just emotions that were were there at the time so I, I tried to write from a very first person perspective an honest place um, as much as possible and then those are the songs that just kind of ended up making it all the way through mm-hmm. the ones that felt the most personal I I kind of gathered them up and decided to um, you know, put them on the record together.
0: Do you like to write for more of like a personal preference, a personal idea, or do you like to go more abstract that like, this is how I like, this is how I think, this is how I feel, but it's not necessarily applied to me directly.
1: Yeah, I definitely don't write like explicitly about myself. Or I try not to, but I also don't write explicitly about like some guy I saw at a coffee shop or something. Right as some songwriters will do, um, I try to like strike a balance where it's abstract enough to mean anything, or to be you know you could interpret it however you want, and then explicit enough to have some type of context that does apply or tied into the real world. If if I had to explain it, I like to not really go into song meetings too deep because as a listener, I never really look up my favorite artists lyrics even let alone song meanings just because I I find that if I don't I only catch some of them and then it gives you that like forever ability to keep listening and like picking up new cues from it um and so you know this the meanings of the songs can kind of evolve over time um with you as a listener and as an artist if I don't like lock down the meaning 100% I can sort of it can like grow with me and stay fresh um so sometimes I'll throw in lyrics that are, that I'm not even a hundred percent sure what they mean. They're they came from a genuine place, but it's sort of there to sort of make the story and not a straight line. Um, and that just keeps me more engaged, honestly, as an artist. And I think it gives listeners an opportunity to kind of. Pull what they want from from the music.
0: I, I get that to a to a, to mostly sense. I you just kind of lost me for a moment about just like you don't look listen up. You don't look up lyrics to songs at all. You you just like to keep the songs how they are.
1: For like listening to other artists, right? Yeah i I just experience it as a like it's a sonic experience because um, many artists will intentionally sing in a way that's like not very clear Mm -hmm. what they're singing about. And I don't know if that's just how their voice sounds or if Mm -hmm. there's something to, um, it, it pulls you. If you're not totally locked into the lyrics, you can listen more to the other elements of the song as well and kind of pick and choose what takes your attention. Um, and so for those reasons, I just kind of found that by not doing that, I, I have a more unique experience or more personal experience with each song um and it could just be a a random (laughs) preference but i've always you know gotten a lot out of out of music that way
0: i mean that's uh, i mean that's amazing i mean i'm a big fan also like don't get around like I love like good lyrics, catchy lyrics, good songs, things like that and that nature. But I also love the idea of just like stripping all that away and like listening to like more instrumental stuff and you know or or more ambient stuff. Just like the idea of just like this is just this is the message we're putting out but it doesn't have any words, it doesn't have any me- meetings, but we we're still going to make you feel something into that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There, there's so much in in most productions, especially like good good indie artists have um, there's a lot of depth mm-hmm. um, and so you can most people or not most people many people um, will just listen to like the lead voice whether that be a guitar or horn or voice in any given moment and as an artist or as a producer you're usually trying to set it up a mix in a song so people know like what to listen to in any given spot um, at least conventionally but beneath that and surrounding it there's a whole other world of sound and creativity going on, and so um, I, I I like to sort of try to just soak it, all of it in, and whatever shines through to my ear or my mind, just roll with it. I like that. I, I I can
0: I can dig that. I think that's a very cool idea. Where do you want to take cultures? Obviously now California, California. Of course, California. So immediately, yeah. West Coast. And- Fuck the Midwest. Just like, yeah, just cause. I have a flight. <laughs> <laughs> but like, where, where do you want to take cultures? Have you developed any kind of live performance band? Do you like just kind of creating in your own space and just putting out music that way? Do you want to tour on this? Like, what are some of the goals the idea now that since cultures is fairly new, but still getting like really good responses and, and, and really mm-hmm. good connections and coverage and things of that nature. Where, where do you want to take this from here?
1: Um, yeah, well the live performance piece of it is definitely huge to me. I love performing live and you know, expressing the music in a completely different way. Right now I have a a three-person band set up um with my friend ATN who who's playing keys and bass simultaneously and then oh, wow. a drummer. Yeah, we're we try to streamline things as much as possible um in terms of the size of the band in the early stages because Coordinating um, schedules and pulling things together plus COVID made getting people in a room together extremely hard. But I didn't want to wait, um, you know, a year and a half to b- start building up the live show. So we have a streamlined project that's pretty much ready to go and hit the stage. We have some some dates that we're putting together mm-hmm. um, starting in August, I think. And um, I'm really excited about those. And We'll probably grow and build the, the the live band over time as things start to pick up in my previous iteration with the other project i had like eight people on stage at a time including like a, a three-piece brass section and that wow. that sound and that size of the sound is something that i love but it's also um incredibly hard to execute on a consistent basis especially at an early stage of a project right so the goal is to to get out there play as many shows as possible and then go from there and then obviously keep, um, putting out new content as frequently as possible. I'm trying to stay on like a, an annual basis, at least for now, rather than, you know, three or every three years or so, which is kind of a pattern you you fall into if you're not like hyper-focused in a lot of cases. Mm -hmm.
0: Is there uh, there any collaborative uh, efforts or uh, music that you've done with somebody else If for somebody else's song? Has most of the collabs been for your work? Is there somebody you do want to collab, whether it's like on a local, regional, national basis? Anybody, uh, you know, specific you want to try to uh, shoot for?
1: Yeah, most of the time it's me inviting people over into my studio to sort of, Work on things I've started, but recently I've been working with a um, a really great ambient musician from Cleveland named Elijah Bisbee. Mm-hmm. and he's uh he, he sent me some um, some a piano and like ambient piano track essentially, and I threw down some vocals, sent it back to him, he added a string section, and now we're going back and forth, kind of producing this um, this track, and we might release like a a small small thing together, but he's sort of driving. You know, I'm trying to play to his his mm-hmm. sound and strength. Mm-hmm. Um, besides that, I've I've reached out to a handful of people over the last six months, trying to get things on the calendar. Um, with the way things have gone, have kind of laid low, um, but looking forward to you know, I, I'd like to be working with somebody else. You know, at least on a, every every month or so. Well, that's cool. Just to kind of see other people's spaces, you learn so much, and everyone mm-hmm. knows things that you don't know. And so it's 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 nice to just get in those spaces.
0: What have you been uh, really liking as of late when it comes to the world of music? Is is there like somebody new, somebody old, someone that's really just, you know, you've been really enjoying what this person, these people
1: what they've been doing? Um yeah. So I've sort of been listening to the same stuff that I've always been listening to and that's not something that I, I would brag about ever because mm-hmm. um, it's always good to be exploring new sounds. But um, like Sufjan Stevens is an artist who I've just love and have respected for years. And he's basically my musical uh, role model of sorts. His, yeah. Um, and, and he's
0: such like a multi-instrumental, multi-music mind himself. So
1: Right. Yeah. He explores all sorts of genres and, and can, you know, play a bunch of instruments and just sort of build really complex sounds. And he doesn't really seem to be bound by any um, exterior expectations or things like that. Um, and so it just feels extremely honest. And that's my goal is to, you know, get to a place where it's just as pure and, you know, unfiltered as possible. Mm-hmm. So I listen to his, his stuff on repeat. Um, there's so much of it. Um, and then I, I have found with the amount that I'm tr- of time I'm putting into creation it's you list, I listen to music a little bit less um, Just to keep like a, a quiet space When I'm not in the music space um, So I'm open to any new artist suggestions If you have them
2: It's the 21st century Gonna put up with you and me Pray for technology. Listening to the billboard.
0: Like, do you ever want to go outside of that, like, kind of realm of, like, the indie music? Is there, like, something, like, off the wall? You're, like, if they saw you and you told them what you liked, they would be just, like, kind of give you, like, the weird side eye? Or, like, I wasn't expecting you to like that. Like, is there...
1: I'm, I might go see uh, Glassjaw mm-hmm. and their tour in coming up next year, I think, and maybe Austin, potentially, nice. have a friend down there. So I, I'm a fan of theirs, which just doesn't really sound like my music at all mm-hmm. um Julian Logg who's a, a jazz guitarist who's just un- incredible uh, I've s- I saw him last I guess right before things went crazy out in Chicago I'm trying mm-hmm. to go see him next uh in a, in a few months I guess but so those spaces I um I'm really into as well like and the guitar playing is always inspiring to me since that's where I started so that's why I'm into the that jazz stuff and then when I was younger I played in like more of like post hardcore type band nice. as a guitarist just um so I have some of that still with me mm-hmm. basically. That angst. Yeah, it I can sense. feel it. I can I listen <laughs> to yeah. I was trying to go see Rage Against the Machine when they put out their uh their tour dates but I since since it got canceled and rescheduled I haven't circled back.
0: Right. Well, I feel like I you know what? I I'm not I'm not too surprised when you said that you were you did post-hardcore stuff because it seems like a lot of people that almost explore this side of um for lack of a better term, softer style of music. Sure. Um they they came from like very heavy in music in- uh, influence that like they got to the point where I just like I don't even want to I don't want to listen, I don't want to be in that world anymore. I want to go completely
1: opposite. <laughs> yeah, it's as you get a little bit older, sometimes that just naturally happens, I think. And I definitely don't have the voice to support a project like that. Right. So it's sort of, you know, I, I was pushed this direction by my 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 natural skill set, I guess.
0: What What are you mean, like upper twenties, lower thirties? What? what? Uh, I'll never say. No, you're no. never sorry. Okay. No, I'm I'm thirty. Okay. One. All right, right. So, see, I'm thirty-five, and I feel like my musical taste has gotten like. More angsty as I've gotten older. Uh-huh. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll just end up being one of those old dudes at like rock shows. That it, it's like, you know, what are you doing here, old man? But like they know <laughs> how to, they they know how to party. It's one of the, those people.
1: Those are cool people. To I have mean, they, they are. They we, are. We need them.
0: We we, we do need them. To I counteract. Just, I just I feel like, but like my music tastes have been all over the place. Like I'm I've actively. This is a weird one. I've been actually thinking that maybe I need to sit down and listen to like the most recent work from Taylor Swift Ooh. because I I can respect especially what she's doing right now. And I And I said this online and I said this to my wife and I'll say it on here. I think Taylor Swift right now is being really punk right now. Because she is out there re-recording her past work that she doesn't have rights to, mm. and then goes, you know what? I don't have rights to this anymore. I'm not getting any of the money. You sp- stole it from right underneath me when I was younger. Fuck you. I'll re-record it. I'll release more music to it, and then I will, I will benefit from all of this. And I think that's kind of like the most punk thing that you can do. The most like fuck you yeah. to someone. I think I really like that idea. So Taylor Swift punk rock to me.
1: <laughs> I, I'll respect that. Yeah, in, in this current. Episode that yes. she's in, yes, um, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't really put on the music um, and enjoy it, but I like, I like this move. I've,
0: I've I, I liked the move she's doing. See, like some, like her most recent album. Like a lot of people, like a lot of music, like blogs and sites. And they're like this most recent album she put out is like an indie rock, rock record, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, okay. And then like some other artists, and I need to just kind of like pull the trigger and sit down. Like, like, like Billie Eilish. That everybody like i know like grown ass men who like play hardcore music will fucking gush about Billie eilish who will gush about lana del rey and it's mm-hmm. just complete it's the idea of the, the complete opposite of what the type of music they like and listen to and it's just like it's like this it's
1: yeah it's fascinating yeah it can be i mean the new now that we're on to taylor swift yeah um she had some great collaborations on the new Mm -hmm. record with Justin Vernon of Mm -hmm. Bon Iver and um, some of the guys from The National. Right. And so tonally and, you know, texturally, the uh, The music is is good, so it's just a matter of, do you like her message, but right, and I, and I do like Lana Del Rey. Yeah, I, I actually have a Lana Del Rey poster. Very nice. So, yeah, I, I would give her, I would rank her a higher, much higher in the the female pop artist hierarchy, if there was one.
0: I've, I I don't know if there is one one. And being us two white straight dudes, I I don't think we have necessarily maybe the the actual uh I guess fair fairest state opinion on maybe certain uh certain music uh realms and j- people but that's a that's a discussion and argument for another day <laughs> just
1: just just for me yeah. as a as a listener not as a yeah. As, a, as, as a, whatever, whatever they, what they, yeah. What yeah. they deserve. Or well, it's in like
0: music. Music's all relative, and that's the beautiful thing about this. It's like it, it, it is a platform that it, it can literally bring people together, and it should be bringing people together more and more. And it has because you can be from different walks of life, different parts of the country, different parts of the same state, and still discuss in a realm what the type of music, the type of people the ins and outs and everything, and you can have a nice discussion and you can, you can bond over that. Yeah. And I think that's the most beautiful thing about it.
2: Yeah,
1: absolutely. I prefer to, to keep music in it as an uplifting conversation. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of um, people like to be very critical of songs that they don't like or mm-hmm. music that they don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's fair. Everyone has their own relationship with it. Mm-hmm. But as an artist, you kind of, at the end of the day, you realize everyone's just doing probably what's, true to them and doing the best that they can. So if you like it, great. If not, you know, you can walk away.
0: I think I think that's the biggest thing. I think fe- pe- more and more people should listen outside of the realm. I'm, I'm a big purveyor of, like, listening outside of the realm, tr- trying to check out some of those, you know, unknowns, trying to check out those people on the rise. And, I mean, this really kind of – that mentality, that feels – that I've always like reached out and tried to like research other types of music, other uh, other stuff, is why I put on this podcast, and I think it's pretty uh, doing all right, and gives a lot of people like yourself, um, you know, with, with brand new stuff out there, really, really gets more ears on it, and, and and it's really cool, and you're 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 doing good work, Justin, and I really appreciate it, and really like what what you're doing, and uh, I hope for the best for uh, all of it. And uh, go 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 check out Cultures wherever you listen to your music. And go listen to the debut album. Um, it, it, it's pretty rad.
1: Thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on today, of and you know also love what you're doing. Thank and you. again, it really it means a lot to me, and I'm sure to everyone who comes through here.
0: Mm-hmm. We, we do our best. Um, if we want to get in touch with Cultures, how do we do so?
1: Um, you can check out CulturesMusic.com. Everything will be there. Find me at Cultures Music, kind of wherever. And uh, remember, Cultures with a K.
0: Cultures with a K. Go listen to that. And, uh, check out bike rack records and a uh, bike rack records.com. Um, you can go, uh, check out some of the musical work. And uh, if you're in the uh, Northwest Ohio region, you can go and, uh, record with all of them and go check out their live of the rack series on YouTube. Um, it, it, they're doing, uh, some really cool stuff. And of course this podcast followed on all major social media platforms. It's at on the radar PC on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And, uh, find all of our links, Subscribe, invite your friends, figure out what else, whatever else we got going into at OnTheRadarPC.com. I am Peapod, and you are you. And thank you so much for listening to another great episode of the On The Radar Podcast.